So man, we are live right now. We got Mr. State with us. No Stop thumbnail, no, nothing pretty, no pretty intro or nothing today. We're just kind of just gonna jump right into it today. Yes, sir. How you been, man? I see you off. You ain't you don't got the, the scrubs on today, so nope. how the baby's doing at, at the hospital. <laughs> Trust me, I wouldn't care right now. <laughs> oh man, stay on love the kids, man. Man, I do not think about that place when I'm off. <laughs> <laughs> Word up, man. Yo, I've been off like I've been off for like a, a week and a half. We're going on two weeks. In fact, today is two weeks. I've been off two weeks now. Man, I don't awesome. give a damn about my job, <laughs> yo. You know, just keep paying me. You know what I'm saying? See when I no, see you. Yeah, man. Sp speaking of that, all of that, man. Um, yo, just just get right into it, man. You know, I, I know it took you a while to process all that stuff. I know you was pissed on day one. You were still um smoldering on day day two. But then you wake up from from your sleep, you know, and then you see what everybody else saw because because you uh, you know you work nice and stuff. So you woke up a little a little late, so you caught the news. What, what did you think about it? Yo, <laughs> it, it now with the Kimball Walker move, now everything is in perspective, right? Like now everything looks feasible. Like the roster looks better now, so. Now you got a starting point guard, right? Now you got a backup point guard. So your point guard position, you good. You got two veteran point guards that you can count on. And on top of the fact that both of those guys, we know will not play 82 games. So we know we're going to see Miles McBride at some point this season. So I'm happy about that. But just overall, it just puts the free agency. It, 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 now I see why free, um, Leon Rose did what he did in free agency, right? Because you go get Evan Fournier, right? Um, you pay the low for Evan Fournier compared to the other contracts. You know, Lonzo got 80 plus million. You know, you, you see what DeMar DeRozan got. He got overpaid. Then you get Kimball Walker with Evan Fournier. And both of those contracts equals the amount of what Lonzo was getting on his contract. And then on top of the fact, you get a an ex-NBA All-Star who can probably revive his career, a person who could fit, who the fan base could root for, and me and you sitting here now, like, no more Alfred Payton. <laughs> yeah, those days are done, man. Thank God, bro. <laughs> so, uh, man, I'm happy with the move, man. Kimball Walker, uh, grew up watching him, um, 17 years old. I was... In Millbank on 118th and 5th, he used to come through, um, play basketball tournaments in Millbank. Uh, he used to come through to Kenny Hutch. That's on 123rd and uh, Park Avenue, I believe. No, 123rd and 1st Avenue near Wagner Projects. He used to come to the Kingdom on 115th and Lennox and Forster Projects. So I'm I'm happy about the Kimber Walker move, man. Best point guard. We've had it so long, bro. So I, I, I'm happy, man. I'm excited, and and, and I'm ready for war. <laughs> I'm ready for war, man. I hear that, man. You might hear a little feedback. I'm trying to um, I'm trying to get this this um thing loaded up here. So we live, man. So um, let me make sure this is right. 
Yeah, man. So, so how do you think, think the, the fit, fit is? is? Yeah, Mr. State. How do you think the fit is? What what what, what would you see on the screen there? Um, I like it. Um, I like it. It it looks like a starting five. <laughs> we we could um we could talk small steps. Uh, it looks like a, a feasible starting five. You know, you got your young wing and R.J. Barrett. You know, a wing that I've always wanted. I always wanted the Knicks to draft a young wing. You got a a guy, international guy, in Evan Fournier, you know, smart guy, high IQ. He was over dribbling in Boston. I understand it. Um, he's gonna come play. He's gonna come and compete. You know those uh, international dudes. You know they they tough. They hard nosed. Uh, and you got uh, Julius Randle coming off a most improved season. Put up Larry Bird stats basically. And you got Mitchell Robinson, seven foot one guy. Who's a shot block monster? We don't know what the hell he's gonna look like coming back next season. So I'm excited about that starting five, man. I'm I'm really excited, man. Uh, first day free agency, I didn't know what the hell Leon Rose was doing, man. I I, I was distraught. I, I I was destroyed. I, I I. But now I see. Um, Evan and Evan Fournier played with Kimba, so it's not like they don't know each other. They got chemistry already. Like that's that's another good thing. That's uh, another good uh, positive about it. Yeah, definitely. There's a video I was trying to download just now, but I guess the feedback is is, um, is too much for me trying to get it on here. But um, it was uh, this dude. He made a report saying that that um, that Fournier and actually Walker they actually played um, really well together. They were like um, the second best uh, team in the league as far as um, um, backcourt on tandem. I forgot who the who the first one was, who the first uh, set of players were, but in the, the beginning stages of them playing together, they actually had instant chemistry. Kemba Walker and um and um, Fournier, they love playing with each other. Uh, Fournier had a zero for ten outing his first time that he that he um that he played whatever, and Walker instantly came on on TV and um was fighting for him. You know what I'm saying? So that they they bring in that chemistry over to the Knicks. So when you talk about gelling and getting things going from the from the get go. I think the the combination of these two guys added to the to the um guys that we already ran it back. I think that we're gonna be gelling from from the gate. And other teams like Chicago, like you mentioned, the Chicago went and signed all these different guys. You know, they they got to figure out how to play. You know, I don't really trust. You know, we, we say things about Tibbs, but I don't I don't know. I don't even know who who Chicago's coach is. You know, you know what I'm saying? And do they have the capacity over there to to get the guys to um to gel the way they need to? You know, because they, they got a lot of things going on. Uh, you know, Lonzo Ball was supposed to be their point guard with Le- Le- Levine, but then they added DeRozan, who's going to take a lot of point guard, uh, you know, duties away from Lonzo. So now Lonzo's back in the same spot, basically, you know, playing off the ball if you're going to have DeRozan there. You know, because, you know, he, DeRozan's going to be the point guard. You know, Lonzo, now he got to sit back and wait for the threes again, like he was doing in, in um, with the Pelicans. So that's that's a lot. That's a lot. A big spoon to, to swallow for a team like that. You know what I'm saying? So... You know, I feel I feel like we're gonna come out the gate. We're gonna win the games that we that um that we're supposed to win in the beginning. We might catch a little um little smoke along along the lines, but then once we get our stride, then I think we're gonna be good. It's, it's gonna be almost like a repeat of last season, but I just think that we have more firepower offensively, just to just um so we don't have to work so damn hard on defense. You know, blood, sweat, and tears on defense every night. Um, the 
the person who should be most happy about us getting uh, Kemba Walker is Mitchell Robinson. Um, yep. May God bless that man, yo. We we gave Mitch, Moutier, um, damn, Alfred Payton. We gave him all of these horrible point guards, Frank Delakina, all all of those guys, and for him to finally have Kemba Walker, a guy like that, is it's amazing. And then just going from Kemba Walker to Derrick Rose, and now me knowing that I have Thibodeau as, as the coach. Now I can be like, I, right, I, I don't gotta worry about Thibodeau overplaying roles because I know Thibodeau won't trust uh, Kemba Walker. So it, it was a match made that happened for me on all fronts, bro. All fronts, and and just for RJ Barrett as well. Um, yeah, definitely, man. Did, did you see this thread today with um with um uh, I guess his name is uh, Ben Ritholtz? Did you see his thread? Yes, I did. I actually shared it actually. Yeah, man, he does a really great job with this stuff, man. It just it's just basic videos, and he's giving a little commentary on it. But um, you know, if if you know basketball, you know what you're looking at. So that that's the most important thing to know what you're actually looking at. Let me let me just see if I can get this thread open here. Like I said, I'm I'm like super like low budget to, um today trying to get this damn thing together. That's that's the problem with with, with us, man. We are, we always on CP time with with this damn um podcast of ours. But uh, I I want to I want to show you just um this one play. Where the big man was just wide open on on the on this set. Is this it here? No, nah, there, there was one. Here it goes. Here, I think I believe this is it. No, no, this this one play, one play where he's we. I think this might be one of them. I don't know. We'll, we'll find it because he posted like like three of them joints, man. Where it, like the the um the the big man is just wide open off of these um these double screens that that um Kemba Walker does, and um I just think that that. You know, Mitchell Robinson is going to be wide open uh, already. Like you said, like you mentioned, he had all these bum point guards, you know, uh, playing for him, but he still managed to to average, you know, seventy um, um, you know, percent from the field. You know, still able to 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 do that. You know, so now you now you got roles, and now you got Kemba too. So you're constantly going to have a, a good ball handler, a good um point guard, a good passer at all times, um, trying to get you the ball. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's going to be it's going to be good, man. It's going to be it's going to be a good year, I think, bro. I think state mom um, state popped off. Yeah, I apologize for the technical difficulties, guys, because um, you know, we, we kind of just jumped on this really quick, whatever. But um, I'm I'm literally looking through this um this thread here. I, I believe it might have been one of the first um videos in in this um in this thread, where just a simple pick and roll and stuff, and just to get Kemba Walker open there, uh, to hit those um little pull up jump shots. But um, there was there was a play here where where like the big man he just ran up the middle, and um right there. I was looking for it was it was a second um second uh video there, little simple pick and roll with double screen, little layoff a little bit, and then just dump it right inside to um thing. Even Mitch Robinson's a good defensive player, and he wasn't able to to um to catch that because it was just so um you have to play defense on Kemba because Kemba's gonna score, you know. So I believe this is the second one here where you're gonna see um this kid get get wide open. Look, bam, you know that's stuff that point guards do, man. They find the big man open. So I mean. This only works if you have good offensive players around. So Fournier is here on, in the corner. You got a couple guys that, that can shoot it in the corner. So you got to stay down with your shooters. So that means that that um that Mitchell Robinson is going to be open all day, man. You know? 
Uh, status, status back. Let me get him back in here. There you go, state. You're back in. Yeah, yeah I agree with everything you just said, bro. <laughs> That's the main yeah. reason why I'm, I'm so high on the Timberwolves pickup, bro. Uh, guys like Mitchell Robinson, Julius Randle don't have to take difficult shots no more, the same shots he was taking last season. Um, RJ Barrett, he's just going to look way better next to a point guard who could finally just pass him the ball. Because <laughs> Alfred, it, it, it just seemed like Alfred was just trying too hard at a certain point in the season. Um, Evan Fournier, he could play make too. We got a lot of playmaker options now as well. So that's 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 nice. It, it's going to be nice to watch the Knicks next season. The gripe I have, though, it all comes back to Thibodeau, bro. Tom Thibodeau and his stupid offense that was first in the NBA in isolation possessions. Will he change Dahard for next season? Because I can't do it another season, bro. I can't do the Julius Randle thing. Him getting the ball, he wants to get it in the pinch post. And he wants to, he want to have the ball up. He want to look around. I, I, I can't do it, OG. I, 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 I no, no more. <laughs> well, you got to look at it like this, though. Who, who was our starting lineup? When, when we when we when we was playing, we had Alfred Payton and Reggie Bullock. Those guys yes. have no offensive skill. No, nope. uh, Alfred Payton can't see. Like we always joking around with with, with him, you know, um, with all this, you know, that he's like legally blind. I'm always putting this up on the screen, you know, this picture. You know, it's like tr the truth. The dude can only see one side. He can't see the whole floor. You know what I'm saying? So you're wasting time in the 24 second clock because by the time by the time you get the ball across the the timeline, you already wasted like five seconds. You know what I'm saying? So now you're talking about 19, 18 seconds, you know, to get the offense going. And by the time they get into a play or whatever, now you're stuck because guys can't play. Now Julius Randle got to dribble the ball through the floor. You know what I'm saying? Or or RJ got to force a shot or something like that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, now it's a little bit different because, uh, you know, even if Julius Randle starts to break, you got Kemba and, and, um, and Fournier running these corners now, man. So once they get the ball, they're going to be able to get it and take off and do what they got to do on, on different different fronts of, the, of this game. You know what I'm saying? So that, that's definitely going to be a, a dynamic. So I feel like we're going to run the same offense. You know, I, I kind of, you know, I was on NBK um, this morning. I don't know if you peeked out. Yo, I, got, I got a little bit upset because, you know, I feel I feel like I feel like the guys on there they were just more talking about Kemba's injuries and stuff like that. But like we, we didn't even get a chance to talk about the game itself because guys are too busy already um shooting guys in the, in the foot already. You know that like you already killed you already killed Kemba. We just got him. You already killed him already. You know what I'm saying? So that that kind of was pissing me off a little bit. You know so and then, and then it was talking just talking about him being um being hurt and um we got we got the um you know. Uh, City MD report from from Guillermo and stuff like that. I mean, it was it was kind of like uh, dragging me a little bit because I mean, like I, I'm, everybody's uh, everybody's excited to get Kemba Walker. Let let's enjoy the fact that we got him, and then let's talk about what how is he gonna um improve the roster. And then you know, um, injuries. Of course, we got injuries, but yo, we got Derrick Rose behind us. Yo, Derrick Rose, if he gets injured, we got Emmanuel quickly, and we got Burks. And if those if those guys get hurt, you know, if if you want to kill the whole roster, we still got McBrides, and we still got um Grimes too. What the hell do you want? You know, you, you get what I'm saying? So you know. Just, just to kill your whole roster before you can even talk about how he how he can really prove the, the thing that really um pisses me off with this whole this whole conversation but i mean you know like i said like like, like we all like me and you both said the first thing that you said is like yeah we finally got a good point guard that, that could do something for us you know and that, that that's what that's what our focus should be 
right? Rather than, you know, instantly just sprinkling negativity all over everything. Because if you put negativity out, that's what you're going to get. You know, so that's what you're going to get. So if you killed him, the second we got him and you killed him, and then the season start and he's out for three months, that's on you. To me, you know what I'm saying? To me, that is on you. you you the one that killed him. You killed him as soon as we got him. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you already put that on him. So any, anyway, I, sorry for the for the tangent, my, my brother, but, you know. Now, I'm glad you said all of that because I ran to people like that today and ran into people like that today on Twitter of a of a websites and it's stupid to me like bro i just sat here and watched moody a then alfred payton three straight years i didn't have peace for three straight years then before that the election shoes of the world all the, like stop being a negative nancy man like i i don't Honestly, with me, me and you, dog, like I don't, I don't care about his injuries, yo. I don't, I don't, I don't. This, that's why I didn't bring it up to you. Honestly, like I don't care about none of that crap he had in the past. Because if I, if I did, then I sit here and be like, well, Evan Fournier sucks because his playoff series was he, he was horrific in the playoffs. I can sit here and say that to you right now, but I'm not. It's stupid. So at, 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 some point in time like you got to understand that Knicks is doing what what they're doing right now is the right thing to do like you got Rose you got Kemba you just said you just said it yourself like if they get hurt okay so what we got quickly we got Burks quick it's not like Thibodeau didn't start Burks at point guard at, at one point in the season last season he started Burks and quickly at different points at, at, at times of the season while we was dealing with injuries so I, listen, dog. Like I, I don't care about none of that past injury stuff with Kemba Walker. Um, I, I just want him to succeed here. That's that's where I'm at with it. I'm, I'm trying to win some games. If I don't see Grimes and McBride play next regular season, it's understandable. I can understand it. Cause how the hell are they gonna play? So I'm not even gonna start that narrative up either. I, I don't know, man. So I, I felt you on that ring, brother. <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that, it's a long season, 82 games. The, the NBA plays too many games, really. And then we got, yo, nobody's talking about, nobody said not one word about COVID protocols. You know, all of a sudden now we got two two variants coming. And now, you know, they're talking about shutting down the city again. So, you know, they're going to be taking tests still, even though they even though everybody's vaccinated, they're going to be taking tests every week. And then, oh, guess what? Somebody's um, going to be out for, for two weeks because of COVID protocols and stuff. So, I mean, it, that's going to happen. So if, if let's say if Kemba Walker gets out, not even for his knee injury, for COVID protocols, then we got to have guys, guys are going to get their chance to play. Um, I didn't even mention um, Luca Vildoza. Vild- Luca Vildoza might get a shot at some point, but that's a lot of guards. You can't expect like Kemba just to play the fourth quarter. You know, just just to start five minutes and end the game five minutes, only play ten minutes a game. It's not gonna happen. You know, Kemba. In order for him to be effective, he got to play thirty minutes. You know, twenty-eight to thirty minutes he got to play. You know, yeah. Rose Rose has got to get in there too because he's nice. He's got he got to get in, in there with the second unit and, and set the table for for the um fourth quarter. We got we we, we need Burke, even though you know Burks is Burks is not the greatest player, but he's really good off the bench, especially when you got Fournier and not Bullock out there. You know, you got Fournier out there. You know, Fournier is going to give you the offense and stuff. But you know, you, you know when it's time, you know Burke will have his time to shine from here. Here and there too, man. So it's it's interesting. I'm so I am so damn excited, bro. 
You get what I'm saying? I am so damn excited. Yo, we, we got we got NBA level basketball players now. You know, like I, I did a few podcasts during during this week. I actually, I actually reposted the the little um exchange we had with um with uh, Alfred Payton. You know, it, it it was funny. It was a nice little send off. You know, but thank God that man is not on our team anymore, man. Yeah. You know, the, the, just just for him not being here, and we added Kemba. And then you know we we brought everybody back plus the rookies that that come in McBride yo Tom Thibodeau was on the phone with McBride before he before they announced um the the pick you know what I'm saying so Tom Thibodeau that is his man that's his dude yeah that's his guy <laughs> you know what I'm saying he won he specifically wanted McBrides and they got him you know what I'm saying so yeah. you know don't don't think that McBride is not gonna get a shot or like oh um Tom Thibodeau's not gonna hesitate to call his name when the time comes. You know the time will come. Shout out to um to Frank Nilakina. Thank God we don't got to talk about that month, that that kid anymore. You know yeah, God bless him that I he agree. has a great career. I don't want to yeah. talk bad about anybody. You know, but thank God that we don't have to talk about that no more, man. Yeah, that's a fact. I, yo, bro, it was it, it was to the point like I got tired of him. <laughs> Honestly, like I listen, man. I'm about the front of the jersey and not the back. I have my biases for RJ Barrett, but that's only because he's the third pick in the he's the third pick and he's the highest pick of my lifetime being a Knicks fan. So I hold RJ near and dear to my heart. Like that's something totally different. And, but RJ produces, right, on both sides of the ball. He actually shows up. Even when he goes one for nine, he still got the poker game face. That's one of the main traits that I love about RJ Barrett. But as far as like Frank and those guys is concerned. Like I, I, I've moved on. <laughs> a lot of people need to as well, man. It, it should be no reason why we're talking about that man no more, brother. Honestly. Yo, you know, me and you both on Twitter scrolling through. Every once in a while, you see somebody. Oh man, I wish you would have kept uh, Frank Milliken. Like Lord have mercy. You know, just look, look at the roster. Look at the talent level that that, that, that we have here, man. Like, yeah. like, uh, and you're still talking about Frank Nilkina? Uh, you know, the argument with Frank, too, they always say, talk about, oh, he's a glue guy on a on a good team or whatever. Okay, uh-huh. who's the glue Who's the glue guy on the Knicks now that you think? For, oh, for me? Looking yeah, at this the year. roster, thinking about the rotation. <laughs> this goes against my goddamn principles, what I'm about to say, y'all. But I got to be, I, I got to be honest. So... First thought to my mind when you said you said glue guy, so yeah, like a like glue the, guy, the guy who does a little bit of everything. Well, just the guy that 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 bring that keeps everybody together. That that, that you know, whatever whatever you think a glue guy is. Hmm. So under my definition of glue guy, for me, it might be Alec Burks. <laughs> <laughs> and it, from, just from my definition of what a glue guy is, it might be Alex Burks for me. It's just the only thing about Burks. All right, you got your contract, brother. <laughs> you don't you don't need to overthrow. You don't need the James Harden. You don't need to do any of that no more. You can finally pass the old now. Oh, you got your contract. So what I'm looking for from him is playmaking. It's gonna move the ball more. I watched the playoffs. We've seen a lot of hockey assists, right? And it's the playmaking and his defense. Everything else is sensational with um, Alec Burks. I know he's going to get his own shot. I, um, I know he's going to. I know he's not scared of the moment. I know in the fourth quarter he's going to give me some clutch buckets. It's just the defense and his playmaking. 
if he could get those two together, he'll be a, he he he'll be the um glue guy for us. My definition of a glue guy, for example, is uh Sean Livingston, Andre Iguodala, those type of guys. That's my definition of a glue a, a glue guy. Last year for the, for the Bucks, their their glue guy was PJ Tucker. So. Yeah, I, I agree with you, man. I, I'm, you know, see, that's that's the thing. I, I love to hear when when guys when uh, basketball guys talk their shit, man. You know, so when when you saying so, I ain't got nothing to say. You know, I'm listening to to to, to the knowledge. You know what I'm saying? But you know, I, I get what you're saying with the Burks and stuff. Uh, but but you hit the nail on the head when you said Livingston, uh, and you said um, Iguodala, that type of thing. Our our Iguodala um, this year is going to be um, R.J. Barrett. What do you think about that? Because look, look at this. This is my this is my my thought process. Um, Julius Randle is going to be Julius Randle. You know what I'm saying? He's going to be doing everything that Julius Randle does. You know, Kemba Walker is going to be doing Kemba Walker. Uh, Fournier is going to be doing his Fournier stuff. Uh, Mitchell Robinson is going to be doing Mitchell Robinson things. You know, waiting for the ball to come to him and playing defense and that type of thing. But when it, when it comes to day in day out, heart and soul of the of the team of what we're trying to do. You know, the, just the, the essence of the kid. The kid is always locked in, never freaking um uh, faulted, always eyes, always the same, never uh, never shaken. No matter if he, if he's not getting the ball or if he's not putting shots up, the the dude is locked in on at, at all times in the, bas- in, the, in the basketball game. So I'm thinking RJ, excuse me, is going to set the table for everything to me, man. I, I don't think, you know, he's not going to be injury prone. He's probably going to play every game. You know, um, you know, he's gonna be the guy every every night. The the the, the energy from this kid is just gonna be straight. You know, like icy, and that, I think that's gonna be um, you know, one of the guys. You know, some guys mentioned um, uh, D Rose and stuff like that. One hundred percent on glue guy. D Rose absolutely is gonna be the the leader coming off the bench, along with Burke. You mentioned Burke um, quickly. All these different guys when they get together in the huddle, D Rose is gonna be that guy. Or whatever, but you know, I, I mean, for like the energy or, or, or like the mascot for the team, yo, RJ, RJ Barrett's gonna be that kid for us, man. That's what I think. Oh man, I love RJ. Because I love RJ because he does everything, he, he's gonna be a guy who does everything well. He's not gonna really have a weakness in his game. Probably the one weakness I say is probably um, ball handle, right. So, as far as ball handling is concerned, dribbling skills, I don't remember Paul George doing a double a double cross hezzy step back three in year two in the NBA. Y'all go back and watch some Paul George sophomore year highlights. He wasn't doing that. The stuff he was doing. That, I, nah, I do not remember Kawhi Leonard be, being this advanced off, offensively in 2015. And I watched Kawhi. I watched Kawhi grow up like a baby from afar. So it's, so it, it, it's going to take time on RJ. But I like the comparison of RJ to um, Eagle Dollar. You, uh, it, It's a great comparison. Um, RJ is probably Eagle Dollar. With, I like the comparison. He, he could be that for our team. But we're going to need two or three of those. So somebody else that we don't know who's not known as a defender is going to have to really step it up on defense because, you know, Reggie Bullock, even though I hated the guy and he put up triple singles for a month, still got to give him his respects for his one-on-one defense. Still got to give him his respects. He always took on 
the toughest assignment the uh last season. Now it's, that's RJ's turn. <laughs> so <laughs> RJ, it's time to grow up, brother. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. Yo, that's what I'm trying. I'm trying to say that this kid, he's only in, in his third year. This the poise. He was he he um was leading the he led the um the 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 Canadian squad. You know, we talking about Wiggins and stuff like that. Wiggins, it was the you know the the elder statement. He's the one that everyone looked up to. But when it came down to like, if you needed a bucket or if you needed to uh, settle down or just like let me show you um the energy we need to have, it was RJ Barrett. So I, I think I think that's definitely gonna be so key all year, man. Yo, but yo, man, yo, I think I think I'm I, I think I'm I'm gonna have to stay home. You know, just just for the simple fact that I, I need to I need to be butt naked, man. When I when I see Kemba walking walking down the court, dribbling that ball down the court, man, that's gonna be so crazy, man. Like like you mentioned the whole the whole Harlem stuff. You guys are about the same age too, which is which is dope. So you gotta you got the whole perspective. You you seen him with your own eyes playing in certain places, man. So it's like so surreal. It reminds me of see I haven't see this is this is the thing. People so busy talk about his damn knees, we can't even get deep into the conversation. Yo, um, Steph, this reminds me of Stephon Marbury a little bit. You know, not the same thing, but, you know, Stephon Marbury was, was batshit crazy at the time. And yeah. Isaiah Thomas was buck wild. It was, it, was, it was crazy. It was crazy at the time. But just, just, just hear me out for the simple fact that, uh -huh. that um, you know, like, um, um, what's the name? Marbury. Me and Marbury are about the same age. Marbury, I think, maybe like um, three years older than me. But that's high school. You know, so I remember, I remember being in high school age. Going down to um to Brooklyn and Lincoln and watching him standing next to him, you know, watching all the chicks um you know drool over him, watching all the reporters with the recorders in his face and all that. You know, I remember looking at him, you know, like, I remember looking at him and seeing him and touching him. And then when, when he finally got on the court, it's like, yo, that's that dude that that you know, you know, I was walking, I was walking the same streets with this guy, where where I could pull up to him where where he lives and, and um you know like like that type of thing. Same thing like 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 you said, you know. So I mean, it, it's just so surreal, man. Just the you know, I can't. I can't even imagine like that. Like that being me. Like this, a dude from the from the street, whatever. Of course, you're gonna be a Knicks fan. Yo, Marbury to this day can't can't stop talking about the Knicks. He loves the yeah, Knicks. Yeah, he loves and, and he was yo. He was part of one of the worst um time periods of, the, of Knicks history too, man. With the Anuka Brown situation, remember? But to Bats. this day, that dude is a hardcore Knicks fan. So could you imagine? I'm quite sure Kemba's the same way, man. So you know, just the amazing energy from that. You know, I. You know, it's it's just it's just a good feeling, man. Great to see, great, awesome, great to see, man. So, a couple of things can happen next season. A couple of things can happen next season. Now, I could be, I could be a, a good, I could be a really good fan right now, a really good Nick fan, and I could sit here and say to you that Derrick Rose is going to be a finalist for the Sixth Man of the Year award, and he's going to win that award. I could also say to you that the Knicks will be sporting three All-Stars. Um, I can also say to you that the Knicks will sport two All-Defensive members next season. So I, I, I could say a lot right now, but just on paper, I think the Knicks, is, we're guaranteed a top five seed in the East. It just all depends on, it depends on the health of, Mitchell Robinson, I'm, these three guys right here is going to be the key this season. Mitch, Kemba, Julius Randle. <laughs> if those three guys could just stay healthy, no nick, no crazy knickknacks, Kemba, okay, cool. If he out for a week, 
all right, but I need him. I need him back before two weeks. But if those three guys could just stay healthy, knock on wood, I think we could guarantee, guarantee a top five seed. But those three got to stay healthy. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm with you with the whole thing. You know, like um, you, you said a lot of positive stuff. You know, it it is true. You gotta be you gotta be objective. You know, it's it's possibly it's possible that 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 everything that people were saying today could possibly happen. You know, you uh -huh. can't you cannot live your life that way to me. You know, because I mean I mean like you know like like I can I can uh, I can get COVID and die and be be dead by next week. You know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna think about yo man, but they got that COVID shit, man. I can't go to the store, you know, because I'm gonna get that COVID and I'm gonna die. You know what I'm saying? That what how, what kind of way of that is is that to live? You you know what I'm saying? So so I mean I mean like think things can really implode basketball wise. Forget about all that all that um, mumble jumble stuff. Just basketball wise, you know, Kemba and and um and uh you know, uh, Fournier could come in here playing one way, and it could disrupt what Julius Randle wants to do. You know these these guys might not might not gel because because of, of the two different size two styles of play that that stuff might might not might not coincide with each other so it's very possible that that we could um, shoot ourselves in the foot a little bit with, with um with this stuff a little bit but um you know so you, you just have to prepare for it uh you know Mitchell Robinson we might trade Mitchell Robinson man what, what do you think about that about the whole that 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 um dynamic with Mitchell Robinson um. If you want me to be very honest with you, ever since we resigned Noel, I've been on some. All right, cool. But then, when you dig deeper into the situation, you gotta ask yourself: Are you gonna? Are, are you willing to put? Are you willing to invest damn near forty plus million dollars in the Nerlens, Randall, and Mitch? And if you ask me, dog, right now, I'm telling you, hell no. So <laughs> I'm telling you, hell no, right now, it's it's questionable to me because you want to trade for Miles Turner, right? I sat on that. I, I I sat on that narrative. I thought about that too for the past two days. Miles makes twenty million dollars. I can't have him. Nerlens, and then people try to talk to me about a Julius Randle extension. Yo, I, 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 I'm sorry, dog. I'm sorry because to win in today's NBA, you need wings. You need you need wings. We're going nowhere without no wings. So I'm not investing that much money in my front court. This is why this Julius Randle, this Julius Randle contract talks. We're going to talk soon. Not yet, though. It's not the time yet. But we're going to talk probably, I'll give it to about January. I'll give it to about January. And then we're going we gonna to start having those conversations. Yeah, definitely. You know, just um, like you're talking about money, basically. Like where the money coming from? He makes $20 million dollars um, a year, right? So yep. we have to trade $20 million. Where the money coming from? I get, you know, Mitchell Robinson. If, if there's no salary, salary cap, Mitchell Robinson for, for Miles Turner, maybe throw a little second round pick and all that. That sounds yep. great. But right now, the Knicks already signed the guys they want to be on the roster. Uh, we're already at the um salary cap, um you know, wall already. So where the money coming from? You know? Yeah, that's that's the that's the thing I'm talking about. You know, anything is possible because you can see what LA is doing. I don't know how LA is getting money and stuff. 
Yo, speaking of getting money, let me let me do this. Yo, Kareem Grant, I think this might be like the, the second time you did that. This is super chat. Holy moly, bro. So um <laughs> he, he dropped five dollars in, in the basket. I appreciate you, um, Kareem Grant. He's talking, he says, um, we got backup, we got backup if Kemba goes down. We still got backup if Rose goes down. We good. Yeah, that, that's exactly what I said in the, in the beginning of the show. We we can we can lose four guys and still have enough enough people to um to to get um you know this thing rolling with with the Knicks here, man. So you know it's great stuff. Also too, man. You know, you know, uh, we need wings. There, there's a, a wing stop on 125th Street, right? Between um, <laughs> I forgot the the cross streets. You know, but this this wing stops popping all over the place, man. So you know, New York City gonna get their wings, man. So I, I think I think we're gonna do good. Yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, um, another reason why I haven't mentioned yet uh, the young guys' minutes is because you have the young core. <laughs> we finally got. So when I say young core, right? I'm looking at. I I, I looked at the Phoenix roster um, really well. That's another thing I've been doing. I've been looking at a lot of other teams' rosters. So usually four to five guys that you drafted is in your rotation. Usually four to five guys. So out of one of the out of four to the four or five guys, one of those guys is an all-star. One or two one or two of those guys is an all-star. The other three guys is great foundational pieces. So you usually have you know four to five of those guys. Then you got about three to four then you got about three to four free Free agents, right? Guys that you bring in who, who you want to set the culture in and stuff like that. You know, Phoenix Suns, they brought in Chris Paul, they brought in Chan Crowder, they brought in guys like that. And then you get trades. Right? I don't believe in, I believe that the trade that we've done already with the Derrick Rose trade. I don't think we did any crazy trades this offseason. I don't believe no crazy trade will happen. And just like you said, Miles Turner was cool a couple days ago, but once we signed Kevin Walker, it's like you kind of need Mitch now. <laughs> you you kind of need Mitch. I don't think Mitch is going anywhere with this uh, Kevin Walker pickup. Sorry. Yeah, I got you, man. Yeah, the um the audio got got a little bit um choppy for for a second, but I, I can hear you good, so I'm quite sure everybody can hear you. But um, you know, this is the thing too. We have a lot of movable contracts. That's that's a very important part of the conversation too. So, uh, we talk about movable contracts. Uh, you know, maybe Miles Turner is not the guy that we're gonna get at this present time. Maybe maybe as the trade deadline comes, like you mentioned, you said in January. Let's talk about that in January, because in January, you know, we'll, we'll have all these movable um guys. Uh, around that time is when we, we'll probably be able to start trading on um, players. So then we can get a, we can get into that. Because then, then you'll you'll have Miles um, Bridges and all these uh, and Grimes in the fold. You know what they can do. So you can say, you know what, maybe we could sacrifice uh, a Burks, or maybe we could sacrifice another player. You know, just to um just to see if we can get uh you know a Miles Turner, or maybe somebody somebody else. It could even be a Dame. We could still be in that conversation. If people want to get superstars that bad, you know, it's possible that um that we we can um put um guys together to do that. You know, so it's about being uh, flexible. With um with the way that we do things, and I think, like I said, I think we're gonna be all right, man. I think we're definitely gonna be all right. How, how's um the audio and stuff going on now? Uh, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, you, you was a little choppy for a second. 
It might, it might, it might be um where you was on um, where you was at at the moment. But um, you you want to get into the matchups, man? Just like other teams, what other teams did, and um and how we um stack up against them. Uh, yep. Let's do it. Um, how you want to do it? Do you you want to just put up um the actual trades, or do you just want to look at the standings and just do it off off the head? Let's let's look at the standings. Okay, we'll do the standings. See, that's the beautiful thing about about talking with a with a Knicks fan, man. Like, you, I don't have to educate nobody, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, let, let's just talk. If you're gonna talk, let's talk. I don't want to spend half the time educating you. Like, really? That's what happened? He's on that team. You know what I'm saying? How much money he make? Like, I, I just don't want to hear it, man. You know? You know? That, that, that's why that's why we do these things here, man. So, this is the Eastern Conference. This is like the most important thing because you know the Knicks are in the Eastern Conference. So, uh, what do you think about what what um the 76ers did? Uh, average. I gotta see if they trade Ben Simmons. I think they're still better than us because they have the better player. And usually in basketball, basketball is not like football, right? Because football, you can have the best player on the field, but you probably won't win that game. Basketball, if you have the best player on the court, you most likely might win that game. So, uh, they they still got a Joel and B. I still think they're gonna be a top three seed. I don't think we're gonna uh get past them maybe if and b get hurt you never know you never wish one to want to wish injury on anybody so knock on wood on that but um they didn't really make no crazy moves that made me say oh well they're way better than us <laughs> well they went and got the, the their biggest signing they did was like the minimum deal from rj drummond he's an idiot man why would why would he sign there with all that drama that he had with mb uh, and B got real estate in his mind, and isn't that what he said? Isn't that what he said when they were arguing with each other, him and Drummond? Yep. Um, I guess I I don't know, bro. He, today's NBA players they don't hate each other. It's not like the '80s, man. The '80s they do dudes, do dudes still hate each other till this day. <laughs> to this day, Isaiah, you know Isaiah Thomas, they still hate Isaiah Thomas from for the bad boy era, man. That shit, yeah. I was I was like ten years old, eight years old when that when that stuff was happening, man. And they still mad, you know. That that was like thirty years ago. <laughs> God damn. Oh man, yo. These they guys... still on some shit. Like if I see you in the streets, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> But yo, back back to the um, to the seventy sixes. All they did was resign um Korsmat. Korsmat, uh-huh. they they resigned him, um and they they signed um uh George's Nang for a two year deal. That's the only thing they really did. And then they added, they basically traded Andre Drummond for um for Dwight Howard because you know it, uh, Dwight Howard ended up being with the Lakers. So if you want to do an imaginary trade, it's like they traded for each other, you know. So you know I they. Didn't... <laughs> I, I I guess. If that's what Philly want to do, that's what they're going to do, man. If I was Philly, I'll I, I trade both Simmons and Embiid this summer, but they ain't me, so. <laughs> Yo, you know, that, that's not a bad idea because, I mean, they, they kind of need to, to get more talent, really. They I, I don't, you know, you know, their, their roster, like, I, I'm saying, like, you got beat by the, you got beat by, who do you got beat by the Bucks, right? Nah, they got beat by the Hawks. Oh, look, there you go. They got beat by the Hawks. So they got, you know, they got beat by the Hawks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So they, they, they have a lot, they have, they have a lot to, to think about. They can't run it back. They can't run it back because they, the, the team that they put out on the floor was the team they thought was the best that they could do. 
So they're going to have to make a change some kind of way. So, I mean, it sounds crazy, but, like, you, you threw it out there. Uh, you know, Ben Simmons, trade Ben Simmons and trade Embiid. You're going to get super package for that and, and and pause, but and you still might get enough talent to still be able to put a team together to make the playoffs. So, I mean, you know, that, that's, that's, the, that's the major problem I have with – we're getting all these superstars, man, because if you get them and it don't work out, now you're just stuck with them. Yeah, And then how long do you stay with them? Like like Patrick Ewan, we stayed with Patrick Ewan until he was like damn near 36 years old, and then we try to trade him. We trade him for alcoholics, and we trade him for this, that, and the other, and now we all messed up. You know, we don't know what to do. So we we, we still trying to make up for, for that, that Patrick Ewan trade. You know, so, you know, I mean, when is the right time to trade some of these superstars to try to get, like, assets and, and make a nice hard reset? When When is the time to do that? You know? Yeah, I agree. Um, well, we got the 76ers. So I think we can compete with them. Now we got the Nets. Listen, it's on you. I don't, I don't think we can beat the Nets right now. But you never know. Uh, I think we still have a top five defense, so I'm not really scared about. I'm not really scared of the Nets, honestly. Well, I mean, the Nets. If 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 the Nets are healthy, we just can't compete with their scoring. You know, if they're healthy, they got three. You know, they got three of the of the best um, scorers of this generation on the same roster. It's crazy, man. You know, and then they got Patty Mills, which is like the greatest uh, Australian basketball player. You know. You know, he's, he's going to bring it. That, that dude always plays hard. And then if he's going to be on that team, he's going to be like, you know, Sam Cassell. He's going to be that dude that's going to be a thorn in our side because we're doing our best, you know, to, to, to guard these guys. And then we get hit those damn Patty Mills, you know. So and then they they, they resigned Bruce Brown, uh, James Johnson. They, they brought back and also um, uh, Blake, Blake Griffin is back for another year. So, I mean, you know. You know, it is what it is. They're gonna, they're gonna still be the Nets. We, you know, that, that's all it is. We're just gonna have to hope that the same thing happens. That um, Kyrie Irving gets in his feelings and he's like, oh, you know what? I, I have a long life to live, so I'm not gonna push myself. You know, like that. And Harden, he's gonna break a nail and he ain't gonna, ain't gonna play well. You know, then they're gonna put everything on Durant's back again. So we just gotta hope that that happens. And um, that's the only way we're gonna beat them because their firepower is just too much. But you know, not for nothing. I think with, with our roster, I think that we that we can bang with them. A little bit. What do you what do you think? Especially with our defense. They go state. State um state had to pop out again. So I, I was just I was just talking about um the Nets and how like um you know I, I think that you know even though they have that all that offense over there, that I think like the, the Knicks with, with the roster that we have, we can at least bang with them and then hopefully that our defense um kind of makes up for it. What do you think about that? Agreed. We just gotta hold hope the the theme with the Nets is hold them under under 100. If we could hold them under 100, we could probably win that game. <laughs> that, that yeah, but it's going to be tough, though. It's going to be tough to hold them to 100. You know, but, you know, we, we got Kemba. You know, Kemba, they call him Cardiac Kemba for a reason, right? He got the clutch uh, gene. Don't he got the clutch gene? Yes, sir. Yes, you know, sir. Yo, Julius Randle don't got to shoot the fighting shot in the wall. Oh, my God. Yes, yes, that that's a big um factor there, and then you got to guard four guys, you know. Mitchell Robinson is the is the is the um center, and you, you got to guard him too because why you why are you trying to um play defense on those guys? Mitch um Mitchell Robinson gonna be like, hey, he's just gonna have his hands up, ready for that alley oop, you know. And then once once we take those guys out, now we got the um the five guys we got. We didn't we didn't say Obi Top his name yet, 
You know what I'm saying? But Obi, we got Obi Toppin, Burks, um, Rose, Emmanuel Quickly, and Noel. Now we got those guys to to take off and and dis be disruptive in that second unit. So uh, you know, as a team, we can we can really paint a picture in in a game and give the Nets a series now because now we have the talent. If we if we can stay healthy, same thing with the Nets. The Nets got to stay healthy too. You know, yeah. doom and gloom for them too. They got to stay healthy if they want to beat us. Because if we're healthy and they're not healthy, we're gonna beat them. I think. Yeah. Agreed. I'm not worried about them if they if they're not fully healthy. Um, it's gonna be a good matchup, though. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Yeah, you you can't you can't give or take away from any any team, man. You gotta respect everybody that's in front of you. You know, um, you know, excitement is one thing where you say like, oh man, we're gonna sweep that team. That's what we did to Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? And look what happened. You gotta respect everybody in front of you, man. So, you know, I, I think you know all the respect to all these teams that we're gonna talk about here, man. Yeah, man, the way the way that guy nasty Nate did my boy Tibbs, man, the playoffs. <laughs> I ain't talking junk about nobody else. <laughs> yeah, he had an interim tag, man. Right? <laughs> yeah, the interim coach beat you, beat you in the playoffs. Yo, man. he yo, he coached circles around Thibodeau. It was so bad. Like it it was really bad. And I felt bad after a while because I was destroying Julius Randle because of that. But it's on the coach. And Tim's will get it together. I, I, I ain't worried. Well, I'm a little worried, honestly, but he'll get it together. Yeah, and a little bit of offensive power, you know, helps out too, man. Yeah. Uh, like like uh, Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers sitting on the sideline like he's the greatest coach. He's just waiting for a big for one of his big scores to score. You know, when he was yeah. with the Clippers, he's just waiting for Kawhi and uh, Paul George to score. Guys, Come on, guys. We got to get them the balls and they can score. What the hell are you doing, you know? Come on, Kawhi. Got to score the basketball. You know, that's the type of coach these guys are, man. So, I'm not really worried about those type of guys. What do you think about the Bucs? They're, they're the world champions. I don't even want to talk about the Bucs, bro. We're not being the Bucs, man. Next. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's, that's what me and you differ, man. They, they picked up George Hill. They brought back Bobby, Bobby Portis. Uh, they signed Semi um, OG, yeah, Ojale, whatever. They signed him. Uh -huh. So you know they they actually lost a couple guys too. They they lost some um, the dude that they got from the Spurs. I forgot what team he went to. Byron Yeah, he um he got signed to a, to another team. To so the, I mean he went to the Spurs. Yeah, they got a couple guys. They got that that white kid. I can't I can't get his name right. But um, they got him that he's going to be coming back from injury, so they're going to have a couple guys to come back. You know, the the only thing they got they got Giannis. You know, so you know my, my thing is my thing is we've we've be, we've beaten Giannis before, and and if they want to play defense and stuff like that, then then um then I feel like I feel like um we got a shot against them. I'm not really afraid of them. I mean, you know, I respect that honorable honorable Nick fan, honorable good fan. I respect everything you just said. And at the end of the day, our best player plays their best players, plays the position that their best player plays. And their best player is a two-time MVP, defensive player of the year, finals MVP, NBA champion. I don't I don't see it, but I think we can give them some issues in the regular season. Now, as far as the playoffs is concerned, that's a different animal. That's a different beast. I just don't see us beating them yet. And the only reason why I just don't see us beating them yet is because RJ's not ready yet. 
He's not going to be ready for that smoke with Chris Middleton. Not for another, like, two years. He ain't going to be ready for that type of smoke. But it'll be, it, it's going to be interesting to watch, though. I would like I, – I always enjoy when um, Giannis go, go up against Randall because I know Giannis going to try to give Randall his best. And I, and I know Randall going to try as well. So, it's going it, – that's going to be a nice matchup to see. But I think we're just two years away from me and two years away from me to just realistically say, yeah, yo, you know, we – we could, we, we could beat the Bucks. Nah, man. <laughs> um, okay, the Julius Randle and um, Giannis matchup, right? Okay, that's one. Uh, RJ and Middleton, I think that's a, I think that's a wash right there. It's like you know, I, I can't, you can't tell me that Middleton is is that much better than RJ. I think RJ can guard him. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's a good matchup. I'm not saying one is better than the other. That's a good matchup, I think. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, at the centers, um, we, we got our center, the, 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 the defense. You know, the Knicks playing defense like this, I think we'll, we'll be able to stop um, Giannis from, from making that step inside. You know, it's one thing if Giannis get a jump shot, then then that's a little different. But then, like, we, we, we didn't have uh, Campbell Walker and we didn't have Fournier. You know, so that adds, that adds two different offensive players to, to the mix here. Uh, you know, you got to guard both those guys. You know, and then, you know, if you want to talk about um, Drew Holiday, when I was joking around with you, but it was facts. Um, you know, Alfred Payton put 27, <laughs> you know, <laughs> 27 uh, and, and uh, whatever, five, whatever I said, I said um, uh, on Drew Holiday, you know, during the regular season, man. So uh, if if um, if he can't guard uh, Emmanuel Cook, I mean, excuse me, um, Alfred Payton, then Campbell Walker is going to give him a problem. And then now, you know, we got Rose and stuff. So a, a team collectively as a team. I think I think we can give them a run for their money because, um, you know, if Kevin Durant didn't hit, if, if they counted that as a three, then we'll be talking about um, maybe probably the Brooklyn or Atlanta in the finals. You know what I'm saying? So they won the championship through a lot, a lot of luck. Things got to go their way too. Same same thing. Like they say, like the next season was luck. You know, you got to have luck in order to in order to continue to to progress. In the in the in the playoffs, we had all the bad luck you could possibly imagine. Um, the Bucks, they were lucky that, that Durant didn't hit that three. If, if Durant's um, foot was back a, back a, um, like a few inches, then, um, you know, like I said, Atlanta and Brooklyn is in the finals. And then you could argue that Atlanta probably would have beat Brooklyn because they weren't healthy. So now you're talking about Atlanta being um, being in the finals. You know what I'm saying? So it's like like maybe like like three inches away from from everything being different, from the Bucks, um, you know, trading everybody. You know, if 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 Durant hits that three pointer, um, the Bucks are breaking up. You get you get what I'm saying? So it, it's 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 like that. And then you know, Trey Young and did, did his thing. You know, it's there's a lot of things that that goes on to this stuff, man. So like, like I said, I'm not I'm not as afraid of the other books of the Bucks though. You know, Atlanta's next though. Would it? I respect it. <laughs> yeah, I I respect it. Uh, you know, we got. The Hawks, the Hawks made a couple moves. They resigned John Collins. They resigned Trey Trey Young. Um, I I want to see them first round next season, man. Uh, Tim's got to redeem himself, man. <laughs> he got he got to redeem himself, man. So, uh, I can't wait to see the Hawks with Kemba Walker now instead of Alfred Payton and a guy who can actually go at. Trey Young, it, it, it it's gonna be nice to see. Um, they got Georgie Dang, so I kind of like that pickup. They bring back Solomon Hill, you know, a guy who he's just a pest. Um, you put him in the game for like ten minutes, play some defense, annoy the person's 
best offensive player. It, it, it It's going to be cool. We're going to have a lot of uh, cool matchups with the Hawks for now and in the future, man, especially in the playoffs. I can't I can't wait to play them again, man. I, I really can't. But I, I, I like their roster, though. I like what they're doing. They just got to stay on the course or what they're doing. And, and you know, I, I think they're, that roster that they have, they can trade for superstars so easily. So I, I just want to wait and see what they do over there. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's rivalries too, man. I can't like I know um I know they they who they are. They got their team and stuff, but you know as a competitor, the Knicks got better. Oh, man, it's just the rivalries. Even if we get beat, I just want to show up and like you know just like like being at West Fourth. You mentioned Dominican Power. You know um just being the street ball, Dykeman and um King Dome, all these different different things. West Fourth being the main one. West Fourth, you sit there with your fingers in the gate and you're just watching the guys play play ball and you like you know the like you can see the players, you know who's good. Um, you know, even in Gershwin, shout out to Gershwin. Gershwin has a really good tournament too. So I, I didn't get a chance to get out there yet, man. I, I gotta do that since I'm on vacation. Get out, get back out to the east, East New York, and um, and watch um watch some mountain Gershwin. But I mean, like you get to know the players and stuff, so like you get out there, you're so invested in the game. I miss that, man. Being so invested. In, in your team, like you got your guys, and they got theirs. You know they good, and they know you good. And you respect each other, and you just like bang, bang. You know, get let me let me find an Atlanta Hawks fan somewhere so so we can um, shoot the shit with each other. You know, that, that, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. So, shout out to the Hawks, man. I can't I can't wait to play those guys again. We can yeah. definitely compete with them, though. I I ain't scared of no damn Atlanta Hawks, especially now that we got Kemba Walker and we got Derrick Rose. So. I think we could definitely compete with those guys. Um, you know, look at this shit, man. Miami Heat. Now, yo, let, let me let me let me start this off, man. Yo, just just um, take a quick glance at what they what they added to this roster. You know, they they want some smoke. You know, they see what PJ Tucker they see what PJ Tucker was doing uh, for uh, for the Bucks, and they went and got PJ Tucker. You know what I'm saying? Take a look at Marquis Morris is there. You know, take a look at um. Oh, yeah, they got Markeith, man. So listen, PJ Tucker, Markeith, they got there. They got um Dwayne um uh, Deadman is there. Uh, you know, yeah. Shout out to um Victor Oladipo. Got uh, got something to prove there. You know, maybe maybe he come. He still might be hurt, but he got something to prove, and he got a little nasty attitude too. Um, Kyle Lowry is a defensive minded player, can shoot the three. You know, so they 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 um they said um that we're gonna bring the '90s back. That's what they said. You know, so this is the team that I'm looking at that we, we're going to have to fight tooth and nail with this team, man. We got to have to sleep and take our, you know, you know, drink our protein shakes or whatever we need to take, you know, to, to get ready for this team. Because they, they're going to be ready to put hands and feet on, on NBA teams this year, I think. Yo, that, <laughs> they got a bunch of goons over there in Miami. I like it, though. <laughs> I, I like it, though. I like. Yeah, I'm not mad. <laughs> Yeah, Jimmy Butler is a maniac. You know, he's going to be tough. You know, uh, Bam Adebayo is a tough mother effer too. You know what I'm saying? Duncan Robinson is, is um, I cold like 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 you want to like you want to know. Uh, you know, of course, uh, the other the other kid too that they said was better than RJ and all that. But you know, they got a good team, man. But what what sticks out is is that they they double down on their defense. You know, so that that's going to be that's going to be very very interesting, man. I'm I'm looking at them like I, I want to see what that's about. I, I miss I miss how how ill it was. Um, you know, when we played the Miami Heat, because we used to beat them 
we used to just we used to beat their ass. The only way they could beat us is when the Charlie Ward, PJ, PJ um Brown um fight. That's the only way they could beat us, you know, with, with half our roster suspended. You know, even then we still almost beat them. You know what I'm saying? But you know, I, I'll miss that. You know, if if they if they come out there with this roster, you know, we, we're gonna have to match that. You know, that's that's where RJ is gonna be so important. You know, like I said, the glue guy stuff, and you know, they're gonna test um uh, Julius Randle's uh testicular fortitude. Uh, mm-hmm. Mitch Robinson be definitely gonna need him. All mm-hmm. the different guys that you say, oh man. That yo, honestly, honestly, bro. All that, all that, all that. I gotta curse myself. All that shit I be talking about with RJ Barrett. When I be saying I wouldn't trade him for God and this, that, and the third, that hard. This gonna be the season where that where, where he gonna have to where he gonna have to make me look good, man. <laughs> he, gonna, he, 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 gonna, he gonna have to show up, yo. Just just you off of these rosters that we just named alone, bro. He's gonna have to show up. Minimum, I need 20 points per game. Minimum. I don't even care about what Randall doing, Kemba, but RJ has to give me 20 points per game next season. I will not accept less. Word. He got to become real good real soon and real fast, or the Knicks is going to be left behind because these teams improved greatly. And we got Evan Fournier and Kimber Walker. And I like the pickups that Leon Rose got us. But, yo, yo, it comes down. It really comes down to RJ, Mitch, quickly, Obi. Are they really good? Yeah, if those guys improve, like, like we got a bench mob coming off the bench, change of pace. We like the way that looked because we doubled down on it and brought everybody back. So you know, if those if those guys can come in and give us us give us that second look, whatever we can confuse teams. I think that's gonna be the key with all of this. We're gonna be able to confuse teams. We're gonna start the game off a certain way, and then we're gonna have the bench guys come in play a certain way, and then by the time the fourth quarter comes, whoever got it going. Is the ones that's gonna finish the game out. So, you know, I, I really, I really like how that looks. I really like how it looks, and I like um, that. That's the our identity. You know, that's that's so important. The word identity. I think the identity of the Knicks is really gonna be what we, what we, um, you know, you know, put our hat. You know, we're gonna rest our hat on that, man. So, my Miami Heat too. Their identity. They looking to fuck people up. You know, they 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 looking to hurt people. Um, this thing. I'm with it, man. You know, I'm with the smoke. I'm not. I'm not afraid. Like I said, I'm not afraid of none of these guys. Competition, give it to me. You know what I'm saying? If you beat us, you beat us. You know what I'm saying? But as time goes on, everybody's gonna get better. You know, you you gotta lace them up. You know, uh, get in the trainers room. Make sure your legs are nice and healthy so you can make it through the season. Because you know, all these teams are gonna be ready to play. Miami Heat is definitely one of them, man. Yo, wow. Name not. Up all those moves that the Miami Heat made, man. It just made me think about RJ Barrett. RJ Barrett is going to have to come really good, really fast, and really soon in a quick hurry. <laughs> like, he just got to be consistent, bro. You know, not, that's not enough, bro. That's too low of a ball for me. I need all star caliber, all defensive caliber from him type of player for him. That's what I need, man. I I can't accept nothing less. Because if we accept anything less, then we're going to be accepting just being a fifth seed for the next two, three years. 
I can't accept that. Obi got to be better next season. Tibbs got to be better next season. Quickly got to be better next season. Quickly was god awful on defense. His defense was so bad. I think team. I think the Hawks targeted him on every single play in the playoffs on defense. So, like, them young boys gonna have to grow up real fast, man. Real fast. Uh, who we got Yo, next? But, um, well, well, Archie, he did average seventeen and seven, right? So, yeah. if. Yeah, seventeen and six. So if if he was like more consistent scoring that basketball the way that because you know even though he was scoring seventeen a game, um, there was a lot of games where he showed up with nine points, you know, or like twelve points, didn't score the whole damn game, and then, then finally in the third quarter he erupts that type of thing. He can't do that no more. You know, he definitely can't do that. That that, that is the next next step in his development. And if he does that, I think he can easily squeeze out twenty points every night. You know, we won't probably remember any of the points that he scored. Just like in Canada, when he when he was playing in Canada, I don't remember any of the points that that RJ scored. But he still was finishing games with like twenty two and stuff like that. I feel like RJ Barrett could be that guy for us. You know, because because like I said, um, Kemba Walker is going to take a lot of um a lot of attention. Uh, Fournier is going to take a lot of attention. You gotta you gotta have, you gotta keep a man on him. So so the guys are going to be um going to have their moment. And I think RJ throughout the course of every game, RJ is going to be the be the guy. Where that shot is going to be his is going to be his to take, you know. Julius Randle is going to take a lot of responsibility, um, but you know now it's time to give it up to somebody else. And I think RJ Barrett with Kemba and, and Fournier here, you know, it's going to be a lot of opportunities for these guys to, to, to you know, not have so much pressure on them and just really like shine, man. So I'm I'm hoping that that's the case. That that's the that's exactly what we um what we're here for, you know. Yep, I'm not interested in no Julius Randle usage rate led team anymore i'm good bro i'm good. yeah i don't want him as the one option no more they got to figure it out well it goes the great boston celtics that um we we're arguing about how the boston celtics is so good and this that and the other look who they picked up <laughs> you know who you know here's another thing too this this is um on ennis canter uh uh who's their starting power forward um jason tatum Jason Tatum, right? Is he power forward or what? He's a wing. Yo, we, we just read off that Miami Heat roster. Miami Heat is gonna is gonna is gonna mess the Boston Celtics up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I mean it, it depends. It depends. You got Miami gonna have to catch the Celtics on a sleepy night. Tatum ain't no scrub. Tatum ain't scared of that smoke. <laughs> yeah, but he's going to have to drop 50. He's going to have to drop 50 against Miami in order for them to win. And he ain't dropping 50 with, with, um, with P.J. Tucker uh, spitting in his mouth every five seconds. <laughs> that's going to that's gonna be nice to see. I, no, no, but the Boston Celtics did get Al Horford back. Um, They do have Moses Brown. Wait, I think they traded Moses Brown. That's what I'm trying to say. Who the Celtics got over there? Who who was their starting center before en- Ennis Cannon got there? <laughs> um, they they trade. I don't know. Well, they, they they traded the um Mr. Kardashian, the um the last Kardashian dude. They they traded him. He's not on their roster no more. I think it's Daniel Tice, whatever his name is. Yeah, Ty, something like that. That, but I mean, you have to, you have to like really think about who was that guy. Oh yeah, it's um, you know, you know, Bobby, you know, Bobby Brown, or you know, I don't know, you know, whatever. 
you, you have to really figure out what the hell the guy's name is. You know, he's imaginary. You know, outside of that, you know, they have um, what's the, what's that defender that everybody that everybody likes that's over there? Mark Marcus Smart. Yeah, Marcus Smart is there. Um, they got um the other kid, uh, Brown is his name. The Jaylen the other Brown. Jalen Brown. So, you know, outside of that, you know, you you can't just win just having a um a, a small forward playing power forward, and then a small forward playing shooting guard, and then um you know uh, a guy that's not even supposed to be scoring. And uh, Marcus Smart as your as your two guard or point guard, whatever you want to say, and don't have a center, and then you went and go inside and his canter. What are you doing? I I don't know, man. The great Brad Stevens. <laughs> uh, That's another thing too. Yeah, I'm gonna throw this at you too. Um, yo, Kemba Walker. They they were saying that Kemba Walker didn't really play well uh, with the Celtics, and you know I was seeing that that um people talking about that. Yeah, too, but but Kyrie Irving was there for season two, and Kyrie Irving wanted to get the hell out of there. You know, that's what made him start burning sage and stuff like that, him being in Boston. You know what I'm saying? So something's going on in Boston that, that we don't know what's going on because Brad Stevens was the coach. Danny Ainge stepped down, and then then, then Brad Stevens, the guy that he should have fired from, from coaching you know, and just let him go, they let him be the um, general manager, and they supposedly already got beat with him on the court with, by, by strategy and stuff like that, and they're going to put him in the front office? That's a lot of drama there, man. That's on them, bro. That yeah, that that, that thing is going to implode soon. I don't know when. Probably twenty twenty four is going to implode because the one underrated thing about what the Knicks did is they signed these contracts to three year deals. So I looked at the length of these contracts. And I looked at free agency during the length of these contracts. And free agency sucks. So the year that Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, Giannis, and a couple other guys in free agents, is the same year that some of these contracts that we have are up. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll wait and see. I can see why we almost got um, extra assets in the future. He probably already had a win. This is the under, underrated thing about Leon Rose, too. He probably already knew Curry was going to resign. Um, Levine was going to resign. Bill wasn't going to go nowhere. And said, you know what? I'm going to sign these guys to these three-year contracts so we won't, so, so we can stay, so we got stability and we can stay at flexibility because you can still trade those contract and he didn't do a crazy trip yet so he still got all his first round picks yeah I, I i can hear you man your, your audio is getting a little little crazy again but um but i i hear you man like um you know th- we have the inside info with, with um with worldwide west and all this other stuff man so the the anxiety where where we had steve mills where we was waiting for for Kyrie irvin and these guys to sign and stuff it, it's not that anymore so we already had the inside track on what other teams might be might be doing as far as agents and stuff like that. So so we don't have to be um be on, on the outside looking in like I don't know what to do. We had to wait for this guy to figure out what he's gonna do. So it's not that anymore. So so that that's um that's that's very important for, for us going forward, man. We just have the inside track with the Leon Rolls and stuff. It was the right hindsight now leaning forward, you know, for all the stuff, the CAA connections and all this other stuff. You know, it, it seems like that that it's um helping us, you know, um going forward. 
And so I, I got the Washington Wizards on the screen here, right? So um, I see they didn't put the um, the Westbrook trade there. So in the Westbrook trade, they got Kuzma. Uh, you know, uh, I think um, some one of some of the other shooting guards. I forgot the the, the three syllable name um, K K whatever um, his name is um, can um, Pope whatever Quadro Pope KCP. You know, so Kuz KCP. Uh, I forgot who else they picked up, um, but. Um, let me get stay back in here. So stay. I'm, I'm just talking about the Wizards. I'm, I'm looking at the screen. They didn't put the um, Westbrook trade there, but they they picked up Kuzma and they got um, KCP. Uh, I forgot who else they got in, in that trade, but uh, but you know, you know, not for nothing. They, they got they kind of got a, a, a decent roster um, setting up. Uh, Kuzma, you know, people don't like Kuzma, but put him in in a spot where he's gonna be taking shots. It's kind of cool. You got Rui Hichimura over there. Uh, you got Thomas Bryant over there. Uh, um, Spencer Dimbler just signed with them. Uh, you still got Bradley Beal, you know what I'm saying? Uh, they what else they got? They got that, um, uh, Bertans they got over there, they got um, uh, NATO over there, and um, like I said, KCP and stuff. So they, they actually have a decent uh, starting five in rotation over there, you know. What do, what do you think about the Wizards? I like their team, I like the way they got their team built around Bradley Beal. I like Rui a lot, Rui. Roy's an underrated, great mid-range jump shooter. Very underrated about his game. Um, I like, you know, I like the young prospects that they got. I like Denny. You know, I like the Spencer Dinwiddie pickup for them. I like Kuzma on their roster. So you got Roy, you got Roy Hachimura, and you have Kuzma as your wings. And then you got Thomas Bryant. Thomas Bryant is a guy. He was hurt mostly last year, but, you know, he could shoot threes. He could put the ball on the floor a little bit, he could score inside, outside. It, he don't rim protect, though. That's the problem with him. But he's a good player. Um, I like the Wizards. I like I, I like the Wizards. Their, their, their team just – they got a championship number two option uh, by himself. <laughs> and that's the ceiling of their team. So, yeah, uh, you know, Bradley Bill, he likes to post subliminal messages on, on Twitter. I don't like that, man. He posts little, little um, uh, emojis and stuff, and then everybody's going in on the stuff. I don't like that, man. That's your leader. You know, you're, you're a superstar player. Um, you, like, you want to make the money, but then you want to be a dick also, too, man. Like, but, you know, at the same time, look at your roster. Look, who, look who's there. You know, understand that the, um, the, the, um, the sport – like if you're gonna take up like like the majority of the salary on the on the roster, then how do you expect to get better? And then you play for the Washington Wizards. You gotta you gotta think. Who the hell wants to play in the DMV? Who wants to play over there? You know, uh, I know you know it's fun over there for colleges that type of thing. But if you if you want to live over there, I, I don't think the DMV is is like like an attractive spot to be in for like an NBA NBA player. You get you know what I'm saying? You know, Baltimore is dope. You know, I, I think Baltimore is dope. There's a lot of beautiful spots over there. But you know, you know, historically, it just, it just is like, it's just kind of grimy over there. You know what I'm saying? And, and just like nobody really wants to go to, go to, you know, to play for the Wizards like that. Excuse me. You know, so, but you know, they do have a roster. If if um Bradley Beal um you know stops complaining, and whatever, and and just um plays, he actually might be able to lead a team like that. But I don't think he could. So that's gonna that's gonna be their their issue. I think the Washington Wizards. Man, the Wizards, the Wizards is going to be a funny – that's going to be a funny team to watch. It's going to be a very funny team to watch. Um, entertaining, though, because I, I want to see what happens with Bradley Bill. 
when yeah when, when it happens. Yeah, they, they, there'll be a team that's going to be squeezing wins out of people too. I, you know, that's going to be annoying. You know, we want to step into a team like Washington and kind of clean them up, but they got enough on talent there where we can't take a dine off when we play them. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking of which, you got Indiana right here. What do you think about them? Love, uh, I, I like Indiana. I like what they're doing. I don't love their roster. Um, they got a lot of pieces where it's like, okay, he's good, but who's the superstar amongst the group? <laughs> so, so they're just a middle of the road team. Um, they got TJ McConnell, you know, Tory Craig. They got, oh, shout outs to Nothing But Nick, shout outs to, to the OG Sim. Um, you know, you got Sabonis, you got your Miles Turner, you got uh, Karis LeVert, you know, they got the pick, the draft pick, the Chris Dorati kid, whatever his name is. Sorry if I butchered his name. They still got Malcolm Brogdon. They got a new coach as, as well, a, a veteran coach. It's a wait and see for me. Um, I just don't see a superstar on the roster. That's my only problem. And I don't see a future superstar on the roster either. So that's my only problem with the Indiana Pacers. But it's a good team, though. It's a good team, though. The Eastern Conference came a long way. A lot of these rosters is looking they, – they they finally look all right. And they still got T.J. Warren, too. So, Yeah, they, they got some talent over there, you know. But, you know, the, the one that, what's, what was the kid that they, they got from the Brooklyn? Kyrie LeVert. Yeah, Karis Liver. I like him. I like him a lot. You know, so, you know, a couple guys on there. I mean, Sabonis. But I think Sabonis is in Randall's back pocket. You know, Randall circles Sabonis and say, yo, that's the dude that every time I see him, I'm going to I'm gonna try to destroy him, make an example out of him. So, you know, it, with that said, uh, looking at Brogdon, you know, they don't even like their own players, man. So if you're, if you're, if you're a team and organization that is, is trying to trade half the roster – then there's something going on there over there, and you know who, who did they pick up? They, I think they picked up Atlanta's old coach, right? That dude that they fired um, for um, for Nate McMillan. Yep they they fired Nate um, they fired Nate, Nate McMillan, and then they hired some other guy. I forgot his name, and they fired him because the, almost every player on the roster hated that coach. Literally, yeah. like hated the coach. So. Yeah, I think I think they actually um actually signed the guy to Atlanta um fire too, if I'm not mistaken, if if that's correct. Oh no, Rick Carlisle. Okay, I'm sorry, Rick Carlisle. No, they, they, no, they hired Rick Carlisle. They they hired okay, veteran coach, championship established. So yeah, they, that's a that's an okay hire. It's okay. Yeah, yeah it's okay. I mean, it's somebody that's going to organize. Rick Carlisle like to call um plays too. So, you know, that's that's going to be – they're going to be – I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Rick Carlisle is not going to go to a team that, that that's looking to trade everybody. So, you know, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see what happens with that. You know, they, they were talking about Miles Turner. We already talked about him, though. You know, so that's something to, to look forward to, you know, in, in the future, I guess. Did, did you see the, the video with uh, Randall and um, Miles Turner um, training together? Yep. i definitely seen it. I think I brought, I think I brought it to your attention. I think we had a podcast – I think it was two weeks ago, something like that. And it was a video that had Julius Randle working out with Miles Turner. And yeah. I, I like the fit. I like the front court fit. They they fit together like a goddamn hand and glove. But the problem is 
We ain't got no damn cap space. <laughs> yeah, like like you said, he already makes twenty million, so we got to trade twenty million to get him. You know, it's it's possible. Like like we said it before, it's possible to finagle things, but you know, it's a lot of stuff. You know, you wanna you wanna keep putting everything on Brock Arla like like he's like the last Jedi or whatever. You know, he's the only one. He's like, oh, let let. Brock Aller, um, think for a second and get the you know like come on man like like you're making him into a superhero like like he's like like um Professor Xavier or something you know like it like you know you still got to match money you know so it is it is what it is it, it'll be a, it's a luxury to get somebody like him but it's not necessarily that we have to get him it's a luxury it, it will make us look crazy man because you know for the things that Mitchell Robinson could do uh you know uh. This guy, Miles Turner, can, um, can do some of the things that we want Mitchell Robinson to do. You know, putting the ball on the floor, finishing with either hand, that type of thing, without having to dunk it. Um, being able to shoot a jump shot, shoot a three-pointer. Those are those are sexy things, man. But, you know, it's actually a luxury. If we just keep it simple and just don't do nothing like that, then we should be all right. You know, because I'm not really into trading Obi. I'm not, you know, Knox is one thing. But, you know, Mitchell, Mitchell Robinson, Knox, maybe a couple second rounders, that could do it for you. You know, fourteen is trying to save money and stuff like that, but you know, you know, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yo, I want to, I want to get into a super chat. I sound, I sound like important now. Like, uh, Mister Nothing but Knicks, <laughs> he threw, he threw five dollars at, at, at Abby, man. So I feel like I got to get up and do a booty clap one time for, uh, for um, Nothing but Knicks. Anybody want to see that? I don't, I don't think so. Right? You interested? <laughs> you know, you want to answer me. <laughs> <laughs> he said, he said, tell, tell Mark, stop hating on Evan Fournier. Yo, OG, listen, y'all. I hated Fournier too. I hated the pickup because it's like you got Leon Rose, World Wide West. Y'all bring me Evan Fournier, really? That's who you that that that's who's supposed to supplant Julius Randle from being the one option. Now you bring me Kevin Walker. And Evan Fournier. Okay, now we cooking with some grease. Now I can see, I, I, I can see what y'all trying to do, but not just the Evan Fournier by himself. I, but I, Mark, man, you you gotta chill out, bro. Yeah, I understand we could have got a bigger name. I understand it, bro. But Evan Fournier, international player, he's a great shooter. You know, you could go see the check the stats yourself. I don't feel like going off the stats about it. Uh, could play either position, shooting guard or small forward. Uh, gonna be tough. He's not gonna get punked, and we gonna compete, man. And he played with Kimball Walker already, so they got a they got a nice rapport. So I, I, I I'm good on Evan Fournier, man. E- even though it don't sound crazy like Kawhi or somebody like that, I, I'm good on it. I understand why the Knicks got him when they got him and how much they got him. Yeah, that's important to talk about too. Just like the names, we we didn't go get names, so people automatically name recognition. People get all uptight without without actually sitting back and actually talking it out. If you sit and talk it out without letting the emotions get to you, then you can then you can really see um you know what what's going on with, with certain teams and and what we actually have. You know um you 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 want to talk about Alec Burke, uh, some of these different um guys out there you know on, on people's benches. Uh, you know, Alec Burke is, is comparable to, to these guys. You add Derek Rose, you know, people were mad that we didn't get Ken, Kendrick um, Dunn. You know, now you're happy we got uh, Kemba Walker. But how, how much better is is, uh, is Dunn to, to quickly? If it comes down to that, I'd rather save the money and let's see what quickly could do. You know, or, you know, because whatever. But, I mean, you know, things things played out the way the way they did. And it's, it's, just, a, it's just a beautiful thing, man. What, what do you think about Charlotte? 
So Charlotte for me just um one line, man. Lamelo Ball, generational talent, bro. I, it, like yeah. th- their moves this offseason was cool. Um, I know they traded Devontae Devontae Graham, but they had no choice. I mean, you got Terry Rozier, you got Lamelo Ball. Like, yeah, you don't need a Devontae Graham. Uh, you just drafted James Boknight as well. So you, you got a lot of guards already. You you could chill on the guards. But for me, I, I love the Hornets. They're definitely a league pass team. They're a must-watch team on, on league pass. LaMelo is fun to watch. Miles, um, Miles Bridges is fun to watch. Young, up, uh, young up-and-coming team, yeah. I, I like what they're doing over there. P.J. PJ Washington, God bless you, brother. Find you an NBA vet. Um, get your situation situated. Thank God that the Knicks got quality vets like Derrick Rose and Randall, whose family men, who 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 side pieces, will not say anything. Um, <laughs> no, no. Thank thank God that we have quality vets. And what happened to P.J. Washington, I know will never happen to R.J. Barrett. So. Thank God. Thank thank God. Um, salute to Leon Rose, brother. Uh, yeah, man, I, I, I like their team, though. I like their team, though. They got a lot of good players, man. They got a lot of good players. I got them as a top seven seed right now. So I got the Knicks, top five seed. I got the Bulls, top five seed. And I got the Hornets as a top seven seed right now, just on paper. I'm with you, man. You know, however it goes, I think I think it's definitely going to be, you know, it's going to be a tough mix. Guys are really going to have to play, man. Speaking of which, we talked about the Chicago Bulls in the beginning, you know, the beginning of this um podcast, but um this is um this is what they did. They they went and got um they was the first one to sign somebody. They signed Alonzo Ball, so that that killed all the rumors right away that um that the Knicks were trying to get in the mix. Alonzo Ball wanted Chicago. That's it, you know, because he signed all right. The, as soon as the the time clicked. Uh, we already got notification that Alonzo Ball was signed up with Chicago, so that that was already a done deal from the beginning. Uh, eventually, um, they went and got De- Jamar DeRozan, which kind of changes things a little bit. But I mean, this is this is what they did. So, um, what, what do you think about um, Chicago? You know, and and just you know your general stuff about that. Um, Chicago is their top five seed to me, yo. Some it's just something about when. Okay, so let, let's connect the dots. DeMar DeRozan and Vujicic played together at USC. So they already have rapport. Uh, if you didn't know that, you know that now. People who didn't know that in the chat, you know that now. They played together in college. So you got that, right? Now you got Zach Levine. You got your young all-star already. Now you got Kobe White. Now Kobe White going to come off the bench. Kobe Wright is back to in the position where he was thriving there, actually, which was the sixth man. Jim Boylan put him at that position. And I, th- I thought I, I thought he was great at that position. I th- he rung off like eight games straight with like 20-plus points or more off the bench. He was going crazy. So now Kobe White comes off the bench for Lonzo Ball. Now Lonzo Ball makes everything work because Lonzo Ball could play on the ball. He could play off the ball. And he's a hell of a defender, by the way. And he's 6'6". So Levine, he's about six six. Demar Derozan, he's about six seven. Demar Derozan, he averaged about seven assists last year. So he could be the primary ball handler. Um, 
It's going to be an adjustment period because Levine is used to playing on the ball. He's going to have to learn how to play off the ball some, and DeMar DeRozan is going to have to learn how to not be trigger trigger shy from three-point range. But I, I, I like the team, though, and I like what they did. Alex Caruso, that's another good pickup. So now you got Kobe White, Alex Caruso coming off the bench. That's that that's something to, that that's something to play with. That's something to play with. I like what they did. Daniel Thais, good good veteran center, you know. Tony Bradley like the pickup for two years. It, it's cool. It's cool. I, I like what the the Bulls did. I got them in the top five seat. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. Nice nice little um setup there. One one thing you did point out is um on the ball. They got three guys that want to be on the ball. You know uh. Lonzo Ball left the Pelicans. He had he already had two guys. He had Zion and he had Brandon Ingram. You know what I'm saying? And he had Stan Van Gundy, which that should have worked because Stan Van Gundy has a uh, reputation around the league, working hard and that type of thing. They didn't they didn't want to play for him. You know, so being and playing in New Orleans and all that. Now you you basically in Chicago in the same exact uh setup. You you're playing with two guys that are gonna need the ball in their hand to be successful. And now you're sitting back waiting for the three-point shot to come back to you. So, you know, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see how they build that because, I mean, like, why why would, why would Alonzo go to Chicago if, he, if he's not going to be the point guard he wants to be? You know, because initially when, when they first made the trade, Alonzo and Levine, I see them, pew, just taking off, pew, flying up the court. But now you add De, DeRozan, now, now you kind of change that a little bit. They're still going to run, but, I mean, like, DeRozan needs the ball in his hand, you know, that seven assist game stuff, that, um, that half-court shot stuff. You know, they're going to need to, um, you know, I, I guess it could work, but it's going to take a gel. It's going to take a long, a long time for them guys to gel. I don't think they're going to gel as quick as we are coming coming out the gate. I think that's going to be key for us this season. We're going to, I think we're going to gel out the gate because we bring everybody back and then we bring in two guys that are familiar with each other and they want to be here. You know, Fournier, he said it in French on, uh, on, um, on an Instagram post that I saw. He was talking in French, you know, basically saying that he always wanted to play for the Knicks. It's just not the right time. Now is the right time. You know, Knicks are winning now. Kemba Walker, he had a chance to sign with the Knicks a couple years ago, but he, but decided to go to the ball, go to Boston. You know, I was kind of hating him on on, on for that, but if he came to the to the Knicks back then, it would have been a catastrophe. But now everything is swarming together in a beautiful um uh, swirl. So I mean, like you know, I, I think we're gonna we're gonna come out the gate uh playing you know you know mid you know almost mid season basketball. We, and then I, I think we're gonna come we're gonna come to a point where where it's gonna dry up. I said I said all this earlier on the podcast. But I think Chicago, they're definitely going to have their bumps and bruises in the beginning of the year. But I agree with you. They're definitely going to be right there in the mix, you know? Yeah, man. Like Chicago. I can't wait to play Chicago. That's going to be funny, the narratives that's going to come out of that game. <laughs> that's going yeah. to be a fun game. That's the thing, man. I want to talk. I want to talk shit to these, to these, um, these fanboys. You know, say everybody that's a fan of Lonzo Ball, they're gonna be, oh, I'm a Bulls fan, and you know, okay, cool. So let, let's get into it. Let's let's um, if you at the bar and stuff like that, like like let's not let's not fight about stuff, or whatever. Let, like you got your team, I got my team. Let's talk talk junk, high five, split a beer and whatever, and 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 just like make it make it fun like how we used to be, because that's how we used to be. I'm I'm glad I, I am the age that I am now because I do remember. Well, I was a kid when when in, during the '90s, but you know. As it started getting higher, you know, the Knicks was were terrible throughout my freaking twenties, you know. But I mean, I just remember being in bars and stuff, and just like really, just like guys ranking on the Knicks, and we just sitting there taking it, and it's it just fun. And then you meet friends, and you just have a good time. I just wanted to be like that again, 
you know so i, I I'm, I'm hoping that um that this all is is um a sign for for things to come man just just great stuff with fandom fandom is is the best thing that's the only thing that we have going for us that's consistent you know outside of the pandemic and all this other bullshit, man so this is this is all great stuff bro yes sir <laughs> Nick's got yo the Knicks really got Kimball Walker I still can't believe that man. yeah man that's um <laughs> that's amazing he's a son he's one of our sons he's like like it's like we said before he's your peer you guys are basically the same age yeah yeah and and, and what's crazy he got Kimball for eight million dollars <laughs> God it's a mighty lord yo. how do we do that how do we yeah, I don't know, man. Give Leon Rose his goddamn flowers, man. Give him his flowers. Yo, um, Mark said, yo, we got lucky. We got lucky as fuck. You know, um, the, the other teams that are left, the Raptors, the Cleveland Cavaliers, Magic, and Pistons, fuck those teams. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we, we can talk about them if we want to, but I'm not even going to put up any moves that they put, man. But, you know, definitely, we got lucky as fuck. But the thing about it, I mentioned it before with the Bucks. the, um, the you know, if Durant um, had his foot back on a few inches – um, the Bucks are not in the finals. You know, another team wins. I don't know if it's if it's, if it's Brooklyn. It could have been Atlanta. That would have changed the course of everything. So everybody gonna be lucky. You know, um, the Brooklyn, um, the Brooklyn Nets weren't lucky. They were hurt. If they weren't hurt, then then they win the championship outright. Nobody, nobody stops them. If if they're if they all are healthy, those three players are healthy and they play, they can play with me and you and those three, and they're gonna we're gonna win the championship. Hmm. You know, just for the simple fact that nobody could stop them from scoring. You know what I'm saying? So. You know, it's, it's a lot of luck involved in, in this thing, man. It's not necessarily like uh, all this technical stuff and and blah 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 blah. You know, a lot of it is luck. You know, and then us getting Kemba Walker is is a is a, a gift from from the basketball gods, man. Because he was sitting in OKC and nobody was talking about it. That's how bad that was. SGA signed for like the super max over there, and then Kemba Walker sitting there like, get me out of here. You know. You, you know why though? So so. This is why this Leon Rose is so smooth, man. The guy didn't leak nothing, and what? And, and I said this. To, I said this to you last week before free agency. I said, "Yo, yo, die hard. Watch me sign somebody we ain't even talk about yet." <laughs> you said that. You said that. Yo, I admire. Yo, I don't mean to cut you off, but I admire the the fact that that um that you took yourself away. Cause like you know you don't want to come out there and the people always keep receipts and you're gonna put say something wrong that's gonna mess up the whole conversation and you're gonna have to like you know talk back about it. You mm -hmm. waited a while and then the, when you finally came out of out of your um the hole whatever like it was Kimber Walker sitting there like Groundhog Day shit man so <laughs> yeah man oh man yeah he had to say that he had to say the off season because oh boy. If we if we would have recorded yesterday, man, I I'd have a different tune because before the before the Kimber Walker pickup, when you looked at the roster, it still didn't make sense. Like it still didn't make sense because we, I don't care what nobody said. Derrick Rose cannot be a starting point guard anymore. Like it's it's just not him. So I'm, I was still looking at the roster in disgust. And then the man gets Kimber Walker for eight million dollars, and, and, and yo, I, and we were talking about this like a couple months ago. You talking about the future of the Knicks, and if we keep winning, how guys going to start coming to New York? I told you before, 
the Knicks is going to be a hot day for vets, for Oprah Hill, past their prime all-star vets. We're going to be a hot bet for them. So guys like uh, Jimmy Butler, when he's done with his contract, those type of, all those type of guys, the Knicks is going to get them like this. So you just got to be patient. You see how the Lakers, Lakers get Kendrick Nunn and Malik Monk for nothing. For, for nothing. So we got, we got to build this thing up from the ground up. And we just got to pray to God that R.J. Barrett becomes a superstar. He has to become a superstar. It's like, we can God, we cannot accept less from that man no more, bro. If, if that man comes out in a game next season and he butts the bag, bro, we gotta, he gotta destroy that man. <laughs> we, we gotta hold him to a new standard now. The standard before the Frank, Miller Kena, the Kevin Knox, oh, he scored seven points. Oh, he, Yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I can hear everything you're saying. Same, but the you know, same thing. The audio is a little choppy again. So, you know, I'm I'm gonna do this do a segue real quick. I, I gotta shout out to Guard of Nicks. Guard of Nicks is another one that one of the guys is always with us, man. Uh, thank you for the um the four uh four dollars and ninety-nine cents, you know, uh what happened to the other other penny, man. But that's cool, man. I appreciate all, all the super chats. It's kind of humbling, man, to see to see that, you know, on on the screen, man. I appreciate you guys for, for tuning in. Um, you know, with, with me and State, when you guys catch it, sometimes you guys fill up the um this room, and I really appreciate you guys. I see everybody coming in here. I see uh, Mark um, going crazy in the chat. You know, um, thank you guys for for coming and listening to what we got to say, man. It's it's a it's an amazing um it's an amazing thing here that that we, that um that we're doing here. But um, you know, I, I'm with I'm with um you know with State about um guys you know stepping up and things of that nature. But uh, we we have to the thing the thing with this thing we we have to um, go through this right now in order to get there. So like when when you talk about oh why are we winning now why are we win this we should have did that we should have lost we should have we should be um playing the youth uh, we should be um you know we should have traded Judas Randall for draft picks and all this other stuff you know that's all fine and dandy but that's not that's not the um the 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 blueprint to win that's not that's not the only way to to go about it. Um, sometimes you gotta you gotta just um, strap up and put some guys out there and let's go. And that's exactly what the Knicks are doing now. Look at all of our, our roster spots that we have, all movable contracts. All these contracts are movable. We could trade everybody. So it keeps that thing um, going. Right now, uh, most of the guys are on two-year plus one contracts. So um, so now we're looking at basically a three-year window now where we're more than likely going to be working with this group for the most part. You know, may maybe um, Miles um, what's his name? Deuce, uh, McBride, maybe he comes up the, the, the ranks. Maybe we trade um, Burke for somebody. You know what I'm saying? Maybe um, Grimes comes up and maybe we trade somebody else for somebody. We, it, it will keep this thing uh, moving, uh, fiscal responsibility, that, that type of thing. And then when it comes down to it, like like um, State was saying, he will stay here. Like State was saying before, the Lakers, they got like five guys that are over like 35, 36 years old or whatever. Uh, they got a bunch of, um, uh, you know, uh, one-year uh, veteran minimum contracts on, on, that, on that team. So you can't get there until you get where we are now. 
You know, you know what I'm saying? That's the that's the pit on the picture I'm trying trying to paint there. So we got to make our stand now. You know, let everything um happen the way it happens. Keep everything flexible and get ready because what you want to happen is gonna come there. But you have to you have to see it and you gotta speak that shit into existence. See it. You know what I'm saying? Not not just um constantly complain and be and be a freaking. You know, I'm trying not to curse so much because YouTube already sent me an email about that. <laughs> you know, shout out to YouTube, man. Like, it's cool to get to have a, a thousand subscribers now, but now YouTube is bothering me and sending me emails and stuff. You know what I'm saying? But you know, it's it's dope, man. We almost we almost there, fellas. That's all. That's that's really what I, I got to say about that. How's it going, State? Man, I'm ready. I'm ready for the season. Honestly, <laughs> I, I, I'm ready for the season, man. I, I know summer league. Uh, we start next week, so I'm excited for that because that's probably the only time I'm going to see Quentin Grimes and McBride play all year. So I might as well, you know, get, <laughs> get excited to see that and, and, and hold that very close to my heart, man. <laughs> Yo, man, I had a family reunion um last week, so it kind of messed up everything. We went to Florida. We actually, I had, a, I actually had a good time. I, I, I wish I would take off my hat, but I absolutely can't do it now because I'm like peeling all over, all over the place. I look crazy. But anyway, I had a good time for my vacation, but you know, I didn't really plan it right because um, you know, Sim, Sim had that that um that show in Atlantic City. I wish I could have been there. You know, I, like if I would have planned it a little bit different, I would have been home in time for for that. And another thing too, uh, like the, what I'm trying to say is, it's a summer league. Summer league is, is right here, and I'm off for like two, two more weeks. Mm -hmm. You know, two and a half weeks I still got left. And I, you mean to tell me that I didn't plan for the summer league? So I mean, I totally screwed that up, man. So, you know, ho hopefully, you know, I can start to plan things a little bit more better and be more prepared for that stuff. Because I would have been dope, right, to go to Vegas. Yeah. Do, you, do you think you would you would have been able to go to Vegas at least for like a like a couple of days? I would have to plan that like months prior because all the old heads at my job, they'll take up all of the uh, vacation days. Literally right now, the whole board of August is filled. <laughs> like You got sick days filled. though, right? Huh? You got sick days, right? I got sick days. <laughs> yeah, you're looking a little sick too, man. You like it might need to go to Vegas to watch some basketball. <laughs> I got, I, I got, I, I got, I got sick days, but I, don't, I ain't got enough. I probably only got two more sick days for the next like two months. <laughs> oh my god, that's that's a beautiful thing, you know. They say like like um like age, you know, um, youth is wasted on the young. That's 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 a beautiful thing there because young people always complaining about shit. But when you older, say like like my age, whatever, like guys in their twenties, they complaining about stuff. I'm looking at them like, bro, are you you're like 23 years old? What the yeah, fuck yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. You know, so you got a whole lifetime of things to go on. But at the same time, when you older, now you got all this time to do stuff that you wish you could have did when you was 20. So now that like you're 40s, oh man, I'm off for all this time. I'm about to ah, nah, my back is killing me. You know, so I'm joking around about booty clapping, man. If I tried to booty clap, man, I'll be sleeping for like the, the whole rest of the um day tomorrow. Wouldn't be able to leave the house if, if I tried to do that right now. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's it's a funny dynamic, man. But you know, we all gotta we all gotta have these conversations, man. Like yo, shout out to the chat. Thank you guys for coming through. Um, the young people, so a shout out to Aiden. Aiden um was involved a little bit early in the podcast. But you know, shout out to to the, oh, this conversation. We need to have conversations. You know what I'm saying? It, it doesn't have to be like like um fighting all the time. You know, it, you know, some sometimes like a lot of us got got problems. I, I know Mark got his thing. You know, shout out to Mark. Mark is watching. I know God up Nick's got they got their thing going on. I know you got your shit going on. You know, I, you know, I, I, one day you might see me on the news. My my whole family might might be tied up in in the basement somewhere. You know, I'm gonna be you're gonna you're gonna see me with a white Bronco going down the highway and shit. You know, everybody got they got their problems, man. But this is not a problem. 
you know, talking about basketball and the Knicks and stuff, this is not a problem. This this should this should be this should be the, the fun stuff, you know. Shout out to this dumb shit I got behind me and, and like a t-shirt that that I've been wearing for like the last two, three days. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to all that stuff. This is all fun stuff, man. This is what it's all about. Like, like for me, like last thing, I guess I guess we spoke about everything. So I guess we, we get out of it. But you yeah. know, for me, like I love what you just said because just for me, like when I when I give a basketball take, I I, I try not to give the numbers all the time. Because I'm a guy who, like, I, I, a lot of us is from the street. If you, if you can understand what I'm saying, like, a lot of us is from the street, right? So, when you're talking basketball, I try to keep it barbershop vibes. You don't go in a barbershop and you don't say, "Yo, OG, yo, you know, you know, Julius Randle, true, true shooting percentage is 63." He gonna look at you like you fucking crazy. Yeah, but yo, man, get the fuck up out of here with that yo, dumb shit. Yo, you know? yo, yo, little man, yo, get out of here, man. So, like, I, I, I try to, like, stay away from that stuff, man. So when dudes, oh, um, he doesn't play defense and he doesn't do, – like, I sometimes I try to stay away from that, bro. Like, the Knicks is a fun team to talk about. It's fun to watch. Um, last year was a good season to watch, even though I hated the offense. The offense was stupid, but last year was so fun, man. And that was the first winning season we had in about seven, eight years. So hopefully it's the start of a new, you know, and the night, the nineties Knicks started, I think in 88 with Rick Pitino when he had the bomb squad or whatever it's called. I know, I know a lot of OG Knicks fans know what I'm talking about, but the, the the Knicks started winning, you know, they drafted Patrick Ewing. And a lot of people don't know, I, 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 I'm not going to say in cap, but in Patrick Ewing early years, the Knicks, I don't believe, was winning that much. <laughs> it, it, if, um, if we want to pull back, pull out the history books, the Knicks wasn't winning that much. So it started when they got with Rick Pitino and they drafted – uh um Mark Jackson and Mark Jackson won rookie of the year. So it's 1990 to 2000, whole decade worth of winning. A lot of OGs love that decade. They always talk about that decade. Damn near I hear I hear about that decade once a day on Twitter. I, I hear about it once a day. So this is 2020, 2021. Let's see how this decade go. <laughs> let, let, let's see what's in store for us, man. Yeah, we, we set in the table that the Knicks didn't, didn't really start winning, you know, until like the 90s came around. So we're talking about uh, 2021 right now. Uh, we're talking about two, um, 1990, 1991. That's when uh, Pat Riley and those guys came over and we really started making that that um, that ascension into into like um, contendership. So we there. We, we there now. We basically there, so we we at the at the cusp now where we're building up a team, and um, this team is not going to be the one that we're going to have for like the next ten years. Something's going to happen between uh, next year, two years from now, where we flip the script, and all of a sudden, we like I said, we're going to be have a, a big contender. But um, you know, I, I'm looking at um the guys talking. So um, shout out to Julian Tran, uh, of course, who's marked there. I got this comment up here. Uh, if if I agree with everybody, then um, the, what the hell is? Yo, um, yo, there, there is a reason why why people um say that Who's Mark is a freaking legend in, in this um, 
in this um you know streaming shit, man. You know what I'm saying? People love who's mark. Um, because who's Mark? You freaking crazy as a, as fuck. You know what I'm saying? And and what, when when you bring up a, a point and we're talking about stuff, it's not an argument. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, we just shooting the shit. That's the barbershop shit that that um the state's talking about. The stuff that Marcus um saying the vibe. That's barbershop shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you start throwing the um the, the uh, other stuff and start um throwing name drops and stuff like that, now 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 people is, is throwing um you know throwing stuff across the uh, the barbershop. Now we outside. You know what I'm saying? The cops don't pull up. You know what I'm saying? You don't turn it into, into something else. You know, because I like we can we can go crazy. I could call you uh, all kind of oh fuck you, whatever, and then say, oh, then when you come through again, yo, what's good, Mark? Blah blah, yo, man, what you think about see that that's that's the bar that's the barbershop vibes, you know what I'm saying? It's the it's the extra shit that causes the all the um the, the negativity, you know what I'm saying? Um debating stuff is not negative, that's just um that's just what we do, that's what we what we do in sports, but you know, it's just the other stuff. Don't don't make it a drag, man. You know, let, let's have some fun. You know, I I don't I don't want to have to have to go out um you know go outside you know I'm too old to begin to begin arrested you know what I'm saying <laughs> I start yeah, man listen man and Mark salute to you brother because I'm one of those guys who I also speak my mind like I I don't care if the tape sound bad I don't care if it's not the popular tape I'm gonna say for example I'm gonna die on this hill. Julius Randle is a championship third option. If you think he's a first or second option, then you do stepped on. That's you. <laughs> That's not me. Me, I think logical. And I think I, I see basketball in a logical sense. And, lo, and, and to be logical, to me, is Julius Randle being the third option on the championship team. Now, Diehard, if you disagree, we can go the past decade, right, since 2010, we could go to 2010 to two th- to 2020, and we can name every first and second option on those championship teams. And you can tell me who Julius Randle is better than and would you have the ball in Randle hands than that guy. Nah, I don't. I don't want that smoke, man. You know, I, I'm. I'm gonna just agree with you. Okay. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying I don't want that smoke. But you know, you know, not for nothing. Look at the roster. Even though Julius Randle might be like, he might, you know, he might be up there and scoring this year. He, he's not like when it comes down to it, he won't be the number one option. If you got Kemba Walker out there and, and Eric, um, Evan Fournier, and hopefully RJ is making an ascension, then um, then Julius Randle doesn't have that pressure to be that guy. You know, we, we, we're going to be looking at uh, like a, um, what do you call it, Detroit Pistons kind of thing where you got like four guys that could possibly go off at any night. You know, it's not always going to be the same guy all the time. But when it comes down to Mr. Big Shot, uh, Chauncey Billups, maybe um, Kemba Walker's that guy for us. You know, uh, uh, we're going to talk about Rip, Rip Hamilton. Maybe um, Fournier could be like that for us. You know, it's going to definitely be that mix, man. You know, but, you know, shout out to Brooklyn. You know, I, I, I got this comment up here, man. So I, I'm from Brooklyn. Everybody knows if you follow the on the podcast, Evru, I always say the any star. Everybody say, yo, what the fuck is the any star, man? Like that shit, what the fuck is that? <laughs> but it's, it's East New York. I love I love where I'm from. You know, I, you know, you know, I'm older. You know, I got I got my, my little boys and stuff. So I can't be hanging on the block like how I used to, man. Things are different now. But, but I love where I'm from, East New York, East New York, Brooklyn. Now, this statement here, uh, everybody understand Brooklyn dudes, uh, we loud and outspoken. Like uh, I don't, I don't like from uh, I'm talking about Browns for East New York. Browns for East New York. That's not the vibe for our area. You know what I'm saying? If you talk it too much, you might get you might get knocked out. 
that that's that's where I'm coming from. Uh, maybe, maybe East Flatbush. Um, the guys like to talk a lot. Maybe um, you know, you want to talk about um, uh, what do you, uh, like 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 areas closer to to like to like the water over there. Um, I can't I can't get my my head together. Um, Bed Stuy is another area. The guys talk too much over there. You know what I'm saying? But that's that's not how we do it on East New York. East New York and, and Brownsville is totally different. You're not gonna see Brownsville dudes doing this. You're not gonna see East New York cats doing that. Even the older cats, my around my era. We all got the same vibe. You know, you're not going to see us doing this because, you know, the, growing up, it was none of that. You know, if, if anybody's talking like that, they were going to get laid out. Or it was going to be some something happening. So that, that's just the vibe that, that I grew up, man. So, you know, I, I just had I, I just had to do that. <laughs> I just had to do that, man. You know, not everybody from Brooklyn is the same. Brooklyn is really big, man. Different parts of Brooklyn, even Canarsie uh, and, um, you know, uh, Coney Island and all that. They all got their own little things too, man. But I only can say, I only can speak for Brownsville, East New York, you know, Brownsville, East New York. We don't, we ain't loud and outspoken, man. If you keep talking, you might get laid out. You know what I'm saying? Just cause you're making us nervous. You're talking too loud. <laughs> that's, that's, that's where we come from, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't mind that, man. I, I don't mind. I don't mind what, who, um, what Mark does, bro. Cause I speak my mind too. And a lot of people hate a lot of my takes sometimes. So I, I don't I don't blame them. Keep doing what you do, man. Cause people yeah. the one thing I hate is when somebody says something like it's the popular take and then they run with it like there's some like they professor X. Like my God, like I I like I understand that you know the take sounds cool, but Maybe somebody else thinks differently from you, brother. Like maybe they could teach you something that you didn't already know. So that that that's where I come with it, man. So that's why I, the Julius Randle stuff is just so. It, it it's a rough conversation with somebody who just who's not a homer. If you're not a homer for the Knicks, then we can have a conversation about Julius Randle and certain things. Yeah. But other than that, nah. I'm I'm whole. I stand with who's Mark. <laughs> yeah, who's Mark is the man. He's a, he's a legend. You you a legend out here too, man. You you like the Twitter the Twitter god out this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Shout excuse me. Shout out to um to another guy, Uncle Fulio. Everybody always always ranking on Uncle Fulio, but yo, you made him a legend. You know, Uncle Fulio is a fucking legend in 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 this um um stuff. Shout out to Sim. Shout out to a lot, a lot of these guys out here, man. You you um you know we all we all doing some some pretty cool shit. You know, at this this um stage in time, man, and just just um keep up the good work, man. Keep you know we got to stay together with this shit. This is fun. This is really fun. This is a lot of fun. Yes, sir. That the only reason why Twitter Twitter just bothers me because it's a lot of Twitter coaches, and I hate when Twitter coaches try to try to Twitter coach me, and you can't Twitter coach somebody who is like when I say something about a point and I really believe in it, you can't Twitter coach me on it. Because now I feel like you're questioning me. And I don't want to be questioned by you. The only people who could question me is God, my mother, and my girl. <laughs> and, and, and even them, too. They can go kiss the, kiss your ass, too, sometimes, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. So it's, so, so it's like, come on now. Uh, um, that That's how I've always been, though, man. I've always been a person. I, when I say something, I, I just believe in it, man. Even if it sounds crazy, I'm just going to believe in it because I that's what I believe in. So that's just me. 
Yeah, and there's been plenty of times too where, where you make a statement about something and then I hit you with some other shit and you'd be like, yo, die hard. Why you did that to me, man? Yo, I, I, like I totally changed your thing. Same thing with you. I, I, like I would say something and then you would hit me with something. I'd be like, yo, steak, why did you do that to me? You ruined my whole month now, you know? So, I mean, that, that's what that's the, what it's all about, man. That's the, the conversation. So, good, man. We, we had a good conversation today, man. We talked, we we um we had some technical issues in the beginning because, you know, we kind of just threw it, threw it out here. Whatever, a couple of little little hiccups in in the middle too, man. But for for the for the simple fact that the conversation is still still good, man. That's all that really matters, you know. Yes, sir. Um, well, this is gonna be one of the last episodes I will be doing on my phone because my laptop should be here within the next week or week and a half. So we'll be straight. I got my headphones ready, my noise canceling headphones. So we're gonna be good, man. Um couple of noise difficulties but i tried to uh do my best to keep my phone cold and keep the conversation going but um salute to you uh dollar man for having me on this platform you know i don't i don't do the youtube thing that's not my thing that's your thing that's y'all lane and uh i try to stay in my lane but this is a part of my lane now <laughs> um you and, and god up next man i appreciate y'all both man y'all both uh, two of the main guys who got me to where I'm at today. So I appreciate both of y'all, man. Nick Nation, I appreciate y'all. Um, Dahard, I, I guess we said everything we had to say. We spoke about everything. Um, I have nothing else to say. Uh, people know where to find us. Uh, they know where to find my podcast. We've done a million, million of these already. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Alexa, iHeartRadio, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Pocket. You, Apple Podcast, y'all know where we at, man. Y'all got the links everywhere. Y'all know where we at. But um, salute, man. I'm out of here, dog. <laughs> no doubt, man. <laughs> I see. I see you in the multiverse. <laughs> I see you in the multiverse of madness, my brother. <laughs> Yo, that is easily one of my most favorite shows of all time, bro. Easily. Yo, I mean, that's you. The, the show is based on you, man. <laughs> Oh man, I, I can't wait. I can't wait to see you in um in Ant Man when that comes out. Man, it, it, well, if it was on stage timeline, Julius Randle would have been gone for a top five pick. But let me not be let, let me not be a bad guy right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But all right, bro. I'm out of here, man. My highlight. Yeah, thank- Man, definitely good talking to you, man. Thank you for everybody for tuning in to our next podcast, uh, Dire State of Mind. This is what we do here. Uh, shout out to the chat. It got up to um, 80-something today. Appreciate you guys for, the, for, like, the last minute. Just people just catching me on the humble, you know, catching me and state on the humble, you know, without us um, actually putting out this. So I appreciate you guys, man. So um, look out for more podcasts. I got a couple more things that I, I would like to talk about. So I'll see you throughout the week, guys. Um, shout out to the chat. Who's Mark? God of Knicks. Thank you for the super chats and all this other stuff. Uh, God bless, man. Have a good night. Peace.